0: Section forty eight of A History of the Inquisition of Spain, Volume Three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. A History of the Inquisition of Spain, Volume Three, by Henry Charles Lee. Book Eight, Chapter Two Spheres of Action, Moriscos. Part Ten. The unexpected ease of the affair in Valencia regarded as the most dangerous district quickened the preparations for the other kingdoms thus far it had been represented as confined exclusively to Valencia but the rest felt that their turn was to come and remonstrances were showered upon the government which met them with equivocating denials and assurances the mask was gradually thrown off towards the end of October the marquis of san german was sent to seville to prepare for the expulsion from murcia granada and andalusia murcia succeeded in obtaining a suspension of the decree which was published for the other provinces on january 12th 1610 after the galleys and troops had been brought from valencia it gave the exiles 30 days subsequently reduced to 20 after which they were threatened with death and confiscation without trial or sentence their lands were confiscated to the king for the service of God and the public, but they were allowed to sell movable property and carry away the proceeds in merchandise bought of Spanish subjects, but were forbidden to take bills of exchange, jewel, bullion, or money beyond what was needed for transportation. They could take their children with them, provided they went to Christian lands, which led many to charter vessels, ostensibly for France, but in reality for Africa. In spite of the reports of the cruelties perpetuated in algiers on the valencia exiles they are said to have gone with cheerfulness and many of them sought morocco by april andalusia was reported clear of moriscos and that a few remained on the coast of granada waiting for vessels the whole number was estimated at from eighty to a hundred thousand besides twenty thousand who had voluntarily gone in advance they were reported to have carried much wealth with them which is not improbable as many especially those of seville were rich and prosperous and held positions of honor a significant incident was the desire of cordova to retain six percent of them and when this was refused it petitioned for the retention of two morisco saddlers for the encouragement of horsemanship especially as they were old and childless apparently there were no spaniards capable of making harness yet at first there were some exceptions made it had been represented to the king that there were many descendants of mudahares voluntarily converted prior to the enforced baptism who were spaniards in dress language and religion including many beatas and persons avowed to chastity accordingly an order was issued february 7 1610 to the bishops to examine all such cases and report to san german those whom they found worthy to be retained this however amounted to only a brief reprieve their cases were referred to the royal council and those who did not within the impossibly brief term of thirty or sixty days obtain favorable decisions were hunted like wild beasts and forcibly carried off expulsion from castile had been resolved upon by the council of state september fifteenth sixteen o nine but was deferred to wait the result in valencia in preparation an attempt was made in october to organize the militia by enrolling one in five of the able-bodied men a measure twice attempted in vain by philip the second but it met with resistance which forced its abandonment for there was no military ardor in spain even for local service then an enumeration of the moriscos was ordered which in conjunction with events of valencia aroused much excitement appeals to the court were unanswered while orders to the magistrates intended to quiet alarm only increased it many commenced to sell their lands and this diminution of prospective confiscations was met towards the end of october by prohibiting sales but they were continued under various devices on november third the count of salazar was appointed to superintend the expulsion from old and new castile la mancha and extremadura from their anxiety to sell their lands he assumed that they mostly would go voluntarily and he suggested granting of permission to emigrate this was adopted and a royal cedula of december 28th allowed them to leave spain within 30 days under the same conditions as those of andalusia such multitudes arranged to pass through biscay into france that the term was extended for thirty days and on january nineteenth sixteen ten salazar was sent to burgos to register them and issue certificates under this arrangement sixteen thousand seven hundred thirteen persons of three thousand nine hundred seventy two families were registered up to may first when intimations that further admissions to france would be refused turned the stream to cartagena were 10,642 embarked nominally for Christian lands in order to retain their children. The prohibition to carry money or jewels was naturally evaded as far as possible, and for infractions of it more than 30 were hanged at Burgos. There were also at hand obliging Portuguese brokers who undertook the transmission of the forbidden valuables and who were detected and prosecuted a safer conduit was found through the french ambassador at madrid who received very large sums to be repaid in various french cities his steward was dispatched with the documents but the spanish authorities were on the alert he was arrested at buatrago and brought back to madrid whereupon the ambassador threatened that if the letters were open thereafter no spanish courier should pass through france without seizure of his papers after an angry correspondence the spaniards yielded and the steward was allowed to resume his journey aragon and catalonia were next taken in hand there had been much disquiet there which the glozing assurances from the court failed to allay the old christians began to maltreat the moriscos who ceased their labors and commenced to sell their movables while their creditors and holders of censos became alarmed and proceeded to collect their claims with rigor envoys were sent to the king from aragon with an elaborate memorial detailing the enormous damage to result from expulsion and the impolicy of reducing the diminishing population of spain philip made fruitless efforts to prevent the mission from coming and when it came it was put off with reassuring generalities the edicts for aragon and catalonia were the same as that for valencia except in two points the catalan one retained children under seven years of age whose parents were going to infidel lands which led them to make their way through france to barbary the other exception induced by the expense of the valencia expulsion the cost of which had been swelled to eight hundred thousand ducats threw upon the exiles all the charges, not only of the journeys and voyage, but the wages of the superintending officials, and half a real per head as export duty on what they carried with them, all of which amounted to twenty-four reales at the Alfiques de Tortosa. The rich were required to pay for the poor, and the commissioners were unmerciful in their exactions, making them pay for the water in the brooks and the shade of the trees in their long summer journeys, besides exacting from them as wages much more than was due the edicts were published simultaneously in saragossa and barcelona on may twenty ninth sixteen ten no resistance was attempted but there went up a cry of despair which moved even their persecutors to compassion they protested that they were christians and would die as such even though torn to pieces but it was too late for this and they were led submissively in bands of from one to four thousand souls without guards although they suffered severely from the brigandage of the old christians this apathy of despair was most fortunate for spain as resistance would have been overcome with difficulty the troops embarked at the alfiques de tortosa had not been paid since they left italy after vainly clamoring for their money they disbanded leaving none but the officers who were fain to gather together such raw recruits as they could find from aragon the number of exiles was estimated at seventy five thousand and from catalonia at fifty thousand france was inundated by the emigration henry the fourth had anticipated it and in february had issued an ordinance permitting those who would profess the catholic faith to settle in the lands beyond the garonne and the dordogne while shipping should be provided for those desiring to sail for Barbary. under this the immigration from castile had been taken care of but his assassination in may threw everything into confusion and there was no preparation for the twenty or twenty five thousand from aragon who passed through navarre or sought to make their way over the mountains La Force, after some delay, arranged to admit them in bands of a thousand each, so as not to oppress the population of the sterile district through which they had to pass, and thus they struggled on towards Marseilles and other ports where they hoped to find shipping. There was one body, of some fourteen thousand souls, that was refused admission to France after they had reached Confranc, the last Spanish town on the mountain road over the Pyrenees. They had paid 40,000 ducats for permission to go to France, besides the export duties on what they carried, and the expense of the commissioners in charge of them. Forced to turn back on the long road to the Alfiques, so many of them sickened and died in the summer heat that it was feared that they would bring pestilence to the ships. In short, the story of the exodus from Aragon is one of heartless greed and reckless inhumanity. The dangers which had weighed so heavily on Spanish statesmanship were thus removed, but fanaticism and race hatred were not yet satisfied, and it was resolved to root out all traces of the old Moorish population. An edict of July tenth, 1610 banished all Moriscos of Granada, Valencia, and Aragon, who were settled in the Castilian kingdoms, and this was followed August 2nd by a similar provision for the kingdoms of Aragon these edicts exempted those who had lived as good christians but this was a point difficult to establish and the claims under it were multitudinous and embarrassing to save the trouble of deciding them an end was put to the matter by banishing all who had thus far been exempted even including the moriscos antiguos descendants of the old mudahares this was effected by orders of march twenty second and may third sixteen eleven to the Corregidores, stating that it was for the service of god and the kingdom that the matter be perfected wherefore all who had previously been exempted and all who after expulsion had returned were given two months to leave the kingdom under the irrevocable penalty of death and confiscation the only exceptions being priests nuns and the wives of old christians with their children this final rooting out gave infinite trouble there was often nothing to distinguish these moriscos from old christians in language dress or mode of life and there was no lack of persons to harbor them whether from compassion or to have the benefit of their services commissioners were sent to the different provinces with instructions that no privileges or antiquity should avail them while the courts were expressly prohibited from interference it was added indeed that those who bore the reputation of old christians could appeal to the king but his representatives soon grew tired of the multitude of perplexing cases thus thrust upon them the number thus expelled was computed at about six thousand exclusive of young children who were given to old christians to bring up the difficulty of effecting this final clearance was increased by the number of exiles who persisted in returning in spite of an edict of september twelfth sixteen twelve which consigned them all to the galleys the work seemed endless and finally it was confided to the count of salazar in this he labored long and strenuously at almago he found more than eight hundred returned exiles of whom he consigned some to the galleys others to the quicksilver mines of Almaden, and the rest he sent abroad at the expense of the magistrates, who had been remiss in detecting and punishing them. His greatest trouble, we are told, lay in deciding the numerous suits of those who claimed that they were not comprised in the edicts, and, to cut matters short, on October twenty sixth, 1613, he issued, in the name of the king, an edict commanding all Moriscos to leave the kingdom within fifteen days. Any person— receiving or harboring them was threatened with confiscation and as he included in this fiefs castles vassals and royal grants it shows that nobles were sheltering them finally a reward of ten ducats was offered for information leading to the capture of a morisco in this insane determination to purify the land of all trace of moorish blood and in the confusion of the process many catholics as sincere as their persecutors must have been consigned to infidel lands the time came at last for the Moriscos of Murcia and the Val de Ricote to share the fate of their brethren. Influence had been exercised to procure the suspension of the edict of December ninth, 1609, and of a subsequent one of October eighth, 1611. But after the work was completed elsewhere, the Duke of Lerma and the royal confessor, Fray Aliaga, sent investigators, who of course reported them to be Christians only in name. Lerma insisted, Philip yielded, and a cedula of October sixth. 1613 ordered Salazar to enforce the edicts he was hurried from Madrid November 20th with instructions to lose no time and in January 1614 some 15 thousand were deported although many old people and invalids were allowed to remain many women married old Christians in order to obtain exemption and numerous husbands and wives of honorable birth entered religion to the great enrichment of the monasteries for which the bishops and the superiors of the orders cheerfully granted license early in february salazar returned to madrid with his work accomplished although some had escaped to valencia and had returned on being driven out from there in 1615 salazar reported that he had sent his assistant manrique to murcia to complete the expulsion but there were still some moriscos in tarragona and the balearic isles and he knew of others in sardinia and the canaries for some years yet the effort was continued to discover and eject those who were concealed among the old christians an effort complicated by the numbers who persisted in returning after experiencing the inhospitable reception accorded to them in africa they offered themselves as slaves to those who would receive them and in this manner many succeeded in remaining to prevent this royal orders were repeatedly issued but they were ineffective and the royal council at length grew tired of reiterating them so that bleda writing in sixteen eighteen deplores the fact that he would die without seeing his land purified of this evil seed total purification in fact was impossible we are told that in valencia la mancha and granada there are still communities which in dress customs and tendencies may be regarded as moriscos with scarce any trace of christianity and padre boronat ascribes to this element the growth of modern skepticism and the mingled fanaticism and superstition which afflict certain portions of spain however this may be in so far as the inquisition was concerned the expulsion was a success in such of its records as i have been able to examine the cosas de moros virtually disappeared the exceptions being scarce more than enough to show that vigilance was unrelaxed for a while it is true there were morisco slaves to be looked after a letter of march 14 1616 from the commissioner at Denia asks for instructions concerning some baptized morisco slaves who had plotted to escape to barbary which shows how carefully they were watched then the exiles who chanced to be captured in moorish corsairs or who were brought to spain as slaves or who were in the royal galleys were subject to prosecution as apostates because they had been baptized until in sixteen twenty nine the suprema mercifully decreed that they should not be molested unless they gave occasion for scandal the scattering cases of Mahometanism, which figure in the autos de fe, subsequent to the expulsion, are mostly of Christian renegades captured at sea, or of Moorish slaves taken in the perpetual warfare of the Mediterranean, who were baptized under legislation of 1626, repeated in 1638 and 1712. Occasionally, however, we hear of a Morisco such as Jeronimo Buenaventura, probably one of the children detained in 1609 or 1610 condemned to relaxation by the tribunal of valencia transferred in 1635 to valladolid and in 1638 to saragossa to be burnt for pertinacity yet in spite of the sleepless vigilance of the inquisition there were descendants of the old moriscos who managed to preserve an organization for the perpetuation of their faith in seventeen twenty seven such a one was discovered in granada so numerous that it furnished forty five reconciled in an auto of may ninth seventeen twenty eight followed by twenty eight more in that of october tenth they must have been wealthy for the confiscations proved so profitable that the inquisition granted to the chief informer and his heirs a perpetual pension of a hundred ducats probably one of these granadans escaped to Jayenne was the Ana del castillo condemned in the cordova Auto of March fourth, seventeen thirty-one, as a erige mahometana, to reconciliation, confiscation, and irremissible imprison The latest allusions to these persistent Moriscos occurs in a report in seventeen sixty-nine by the Inquisition to Carlos the Third that it had verified the existence in Cartagena of a mosque maintained by new Christians. Details are lacking, but if there were prosecutions and convictions, they may safely be assumed to be the last endured by Moriscos. In the complete record of the operations of all the tribunals from 1780 to 1820, there is not a single case of a Morisco, and the only Mahometans are renegades. Contemporary estimates of the number of exiles vary from 300,000 to three millions, and the statistics furnished are too fragmentary to admit of accurate computation. In modern times, Urente assumes a total of a million, while Llaner estimates at the same figure the total Morisco population, of whom a hundred thousand perished or were enslaved, leaving nine hundred thousand exiles. Vicente de la Fuente reduces the number to 120,000, while Donvila y Collado, after a careful comparison of all official statistics, reaches an estimate of something under 500,000 souls, which Padre Boronat accepts this is probably somewhat under the mark the nearest approach to a contemporary official statement is that of sebastiano ghili the lucchese envoy august twelfth sixteen ten placing the number at six hundred thousand this he doubtless procured at headquarters for he adds that the ministers assured him that it was much greater than they had foreseen considering how large had been the mudejar population and its notorious fecundity these figures indicate how many had been christianized and had merged into the general mass one cannot help concluding that with time and reasonable treatment there would have been no morisco question to perplex the statesmen of spain the fate of the exiles paralleled that of the jews in fourteen ninety two and indeed was even worse for they were banished more precipitately and were absolutely forbidden to return even as christians they were thrust into the new and strange life before them under most unpromising conditions intensified by the inhumanity of their reception in the homes which they sought the transit to africa in the royal ships was doubtless safe enough but the masters of the vessels chartered by them had no scruple in robbing and murdering them despite the regulations adopted for their safety many who sailed were never accounted for as arriving it was not that the spanish authorities were indifferent fonseca relates that in barcelona on december twelfth sixteen o nine he witnessed the execution of the captain and crew of a bark which had sailed with seventy moriscos falling in with the neapolitan felucca the united crews conspired to kill the passengers and divide the booty amounting to three thousand ducats under promise of pardon a dissatisfied sailor revealed the crime when not only were the spaniards punished but the viceroy wrote to naples with details that enabled the authorities there to seize and execute the crew of the felucca in France la force no doubt did what he could to minimize the sufferings of the outcasts but their hardships were such as to call forth energetic remonstrances from ambassador Salignac and from Ahmed the first himself Cardinal Richelieu tells us that some of the officials commissioned to superintend their passage were guilty of much thievery and even permitted murder but they were punished with such severity that the outrages ceased France however was only a place of transit some who passed through sought refuge in italy where their reception was not hospitable in sixteen ten and sixteen eleven the holy see refused to allow those arriving at savita vecchia to remain but in sixteen twelve some seventy who reached Recanati and asked to be allowed to live as christians were permitted to settle at a distance from the coast broken up into small parties and under close surveillance Barbary, however, was the destination of the vast majority of the exiles, whether direct from Spain or by way of France, and their reception by their fellow religionists was terrible. They were landed at Oran, whence they had to make their way to the Moorish states. They had the reputation of bringing money with them, and after the first embarkation had been safely convoyed by paying heavily for a guard, they were plundered and slain without mercy, and their women were taken from them. Even before the year 1609 was out, the Count of Aguilar, governor-general of oran wrote that through fear of the arabs many were remaining and were starving twenty of their principal men had come to him professing to be Christians for they had not known what to believe until they had seen the abominations of the Moors and now they desired to remain and die as Christians in his perplexity Aguilar threw them into prison and applied for instructions what were given to him we know not but there is doubtless truth in the statement of the Comendador de nuestra senora de la mercedes of oran that what between disease and the atrocities of the arabs two-thirds of the exiles had perished indeed the general estimate was that the proportion was at least three-quarters these horrors are heightened by the fact that in the vigorous determination to eradicate every vestige of islam and in the cruel haste of the process many who were really christians were cast upon the tender mercies of the infidel discrimination was difficult and doubt was settled adversely a typical case is furnished in a petition november twenty sixth sixteen o nine of gaspar Galipe, a priest and vicar of the general hospital of valencia in favor of his two brothers-in-law francisco castillo and vicente de alcazar Galipe himself was the son of a morisco father and an old christian mother his sisters were christians and so were their husbands and children two in each family the latter being even ignorant that they had morisco blood yet Ribera was pitiless and both families were deported doubtless to perish among unbelievers escalano tells us that in tunis some of the castilians continued to hear mass and to live as christians and he prints a letter from a valencian in algiers expressing his determination to preserve in the faith if remorse were possible to those who believed that they were rendering a service to god it might have been felt by the prime movers of the expulsion when they learned that in Tetuan exiled moriscos firm in the faith were lapidated or otherwise put to death because they resolutely refused to enter the mosques these were true martyrs and the church might well have canonized them in place of beatifying their persecutor ribera among the arguments advanced in favor of expulsion was that the confiscation of morisco property would bring permanent relief to the treasury and enable it to discharge the enormous and constantly increasing indebtedness undoubtedly the amounts realized from the rapacious seizure of the property of the exiles were large already in october 1610 the council of finance reported that in ocana and madrid it had mostly been sold and that two hundred thousand ducats had been paid in whatever was the magnitude of the receipts they were quickly dissipated to the greedy courtiers who profited by philip's reckless prodigality sir francis cottingham the english ambassador in letters of march fourth and may sixteenth sixteen ten reports that commissioners had been sent to the provinces to sell the houses and farms of the exiles but the king did not propose to lighten the burdens of the state for he was dividing the proceeds among his favorites in advance with scandalous liberality to lerma were assigned two hundred and fifty thousand ducats to his son the duke of Uceda, a hundred thousand to his daughter the countess of lamos fifty thousand and to her husband a hundred thousand we need not be surprised therefore to find philip in sixteen eleven when appealing to the cortes for relief enumerating among the reasons for his poverty the expulsion of the moriscos in which he had postponed the interest of the treasury to the service of god and of the state Thus, nine hundred years after the overthrow of the Gothic monarchy, Spain purified her land of the invader by a stroke which Cardinal Richelieu qualified as the boldest and most barbarous in human annals. The yearning for unity of faith was gratified, and the anxiety as to attack from without was allayed. That the price paid was heavy is seen in the premature decrepitude which overtook the monarchy during the rest of the century. The causes of decadence were many but not the least among them must be reckoned the fierce intolerance which led to the expatriation of the most economically valuable classes of the population end of section forty eight